Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. It's the second one bringing you this week because we want to uh, look ahead to weekend's action in both camogie and ladies football, and uh, also look back over a wonderful victory victory by the Cavan Horlers over Fermanagh and Kingspan Brefty last weekend. Delighted to be joined by the sports editor of the Anglo Celt, as always, Paul Fitzpatrick. You love the early mornings. I do. I do. I'm a great man for the morning, Damien, as you know. <laughs> yeah. no, and you're not a slow starter by any means at all. You, you, you're you up and you're at it at 100 miles an hour from yeah. from well before 7 o'clock. Do you know what I was just thinking this morning? When I was younger, this is a complete tangent, way off anything to this do with could be, This could go anywhere. It could go absolutely anywhere. When I was younger, though, if you were if you were up and out and about before 8 o'clock on the road, like when I was 18, 19, 20, there wasn't a lot of people on the road at 8 o'clock. You know, you, you, you'd meet a, a few cars, but it wouldn't be normal day traffic. Now, 7 o'clock is the new 8 o'clock. If you're not out before 7 o'clock, you're, you're, you're meeting normal traffic by 8 o'clock, you know? It's, yeah, Jesus. Everybody's I, up early. I'd want to be getting sponsored to get up at 7 o'clock. Tell you the <laughs> <truth>. <laughs> I've seen um, you, you genuinely, you have to be on the road before 7 o'clock to get a, 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 a kind of nighttime clear run through traffic. Well, where we live in Virginia... Um, if you pull out of our estate and up onto the main road at like you know quarter past seven in the morning, it's like rush hour traffic. Oh, it actually yeah. it actually dips after that, but around that time, there's so many people going to work in Dublin that it's, yeah. it actually takes you a few minutes to get onto the road. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. See, it's different. Whereas I I'd be mainly talking about Cavan Town. That you, you know you see some people on the road, but you you definitely don't see. I always take the roundabout at at uh, the bus station as as my measure. And, you know, if you're there before 7 o'clock, you might meet one or two cars. If you're there at 8 o'clock, it's, it's 15, 20 cars. You're like, you're like these uh, plane spotters. <laughs> yeah. With a, with a clipboard. That's it. That's it. Ticking them off. But anyway. I was, I was heading to the airport recently and the, the blue uh, car park, you know, it's like the, the long-term one, the really cheap one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a dirty car park. It's Yeah, no, it's not dirty. No, it's just cheap. But uh, <laughs> it's practically... A, that that's shocking, that, like you know this, this, yeah, this one. Yeah. But that joke probably only works with a certain age group. I'm just thinking. Yeah, but anyway, I, sorry, I got it. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, or in the same <laughs> bracket. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> but as I, as I was driving along towards the blue car park or on the bus, you could see all the train spotters. That's where they go. So there was oh, the a plane spotters. Or, yeah, or the plane spotters. Sorry, that's right. Yeah, and there's a whole bank of them. There must have been. 20 of them. Yeah, yeah. Groups. Just literally, the other side of the road is the fence. Yeah. And, and you're looking at the runway. Yeah. 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 I'd, I've been there. I know. <laughs> I'm only joking. But yeah, there, there's, there'd be 20 or 30 of them there. That's the first time I ever caught that. Really? Yeah. I used to go in the back way into the airport, you see, and, and you go by that way when you're, when you're going. Again, I'm going back to when the M50 didn't bring you directly round into the airport. So you used to cut in by the Nall. It's, anyway. it's only around now that I'm getting... Actually, getting used to the to the M three for, for for about four or five years there. Every time I got on the M three, I used to get a little buzz of excitement. Oh, this <laughs> is class. Yeah. 
Dublin in 45 minutes. Here I go again on my own. <laughs> I remember coming from college, like, and when I got my first car, like, so just to be driving was class, but, like, it was just a nightmare. The first one, I used to get the bus. I used to get the half-three bus on a Friday. And the latest I ever got to Cavan was quarter to seven. But you'd never get... It's insane, like... Yeah, you... I, I, well, I'm actually shaking my head that I, I... I know people that have ended up on that bus for five hours. Oh, you know, geez. during college. Like, just... But I remember I used to come down and, and go by Trim and Summerhill, Oldcastle, yeah. that way. Cut to, the back roads. Yeah, but it, like, it was mad that you had to do that. Like, it's not that long ago. Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> it is that long ago. <laughs> I hate to say we're nearly hitting 20 years to it, so <laughs> it's close enough. But anyway, back to more important matters. Um, and I suppose we'll, look, we'll start off by looking back on a wonderful victory by the Cavan Horlers over for Mana. But after the game, I caught up with the Cavan Horland manager, Ollie Bellew. Jamie Cavan manager, Ollie Bellew, after a wonderful victory here in Kingsman Breffney. Uh, you must be delighted with the charges today. We're absolutely ecstatic. It's been a great, hard two weeks' work, and we were just hoping to get a win at some stage that would kickstart everything. All we needed was a bit of self belief, and uh, the boys had that in buckets today, and it just kept growing as the match went on. And, you know, the last 15 minutes there, we didn't even look under any pressure, to be honest with you. So, uh, exactly what we were looking for, just what the doctor ordered. Very, very happy. Got off to the perfect start, three three points ahead early on, and then just kind of kept them at, at arm's length the rest of the way. Well, we just today's focus was all about getting the ball into the forward line quicker. We were a bit slow at doing that last week, and that just comes from a lack of self belief, you know. But now we've got our heads up and we're hurting well. The ball getting delivered in was great. We were causing problems in their back line, and then Brian was just Brian Fitz was just coming in and picking off the scores. So yeah, yeah. Brian Fitzgerald obviously finished top scorer. He he, he looked like he was excellent on freeze, was he? Yeah. Well, we weren't going to you know if, if we can create scoring chances, that was the primary thing. We we're going to get ch- as many chances as we could in there. We knew rightly if they weren't disciplined, that we, Brian would pick off the freeze all day long. He's great at that, you know, and and, and he did it to perfection today. So. Our primary focus all week was getting the ball into the, the forwards quicker and uh, that caused Fermanagh all sorts of problems, thankfully. Yeah, just looking at some of the other scorers, Eddie Dalton, Dermot Kearney, Callum uh, Shane and all popping in and, and helping on the scoreboard as well, which is pleasing. Yeah, but I mean, the train hard all week, you know, they, they work very, very hard and match day is about getting out to show off, you know, once once you have the preparation done, it's all about getting out there and enjoying yourself and showing off and the boys, every chance they get with a heads up, they were trying to pack off scores and if the scores weren't on, they just worked it on to the next man. Um, so to see them being able to cut loose, I think that's great. I don't think we've, we've got loose perfectly yet. I think there's still a lot more to come. We've a hell of a lot of work to do as a coaching team, management team, um, but it, it was it was great today. Looking at the this fixture of the last few years, I was saying to you that it's been a, a real dog fight to, to put it mildly, but the the temperament of the Cavan boys was excellent today. Yeah, we've uh, we know how to tackle, and we know how we want to tackle. We work very very hard. We um, we push as close to the line as we can. We're very controlled and disciplined. Um, even not reacting to whenever things kicked off at the end, and people were trying to drag us down into a dog fight. We just weren't going there. We got up and hurled away, and and that's our mantra. You know, we we want to be disciplined. We want to be controlled. We're not going to let the county down or anything else. We want to be as controlled as we can, and ultimately that's what won the game today. You know, I think we were the better team anyway. But to be fair, discipline held on and give us that extra edge. 
Yeah, looking at, at, at all the lads coming in around here, and uh, there's a great buzz, massive positivity added. It looks now we've got four teams and two points in, in, in the division, so great opportunity to push on from here. Yeah, the disappointment of last week will always keep us pushing on. You know, Lancashire, we wanted to get something out of it, and I think we did deserve to, but we didn't have enough self-belief to actually get any sort of result. Um, we spoke long and hard about self-belief this week, and, and that's what they showed today. They were determined they weren't leaving here without something, you know. So, um, yeah, we're in a nice place. We're missing those two points from last week but we'll just try and get what we can going forward yeah so uh i suppose a, a happy ollie bellew he's he's the type of character paul he's not going to get too carried away um one way or the other he's he seems to be fairly um almost monotone in 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 victory or defeat which is i suppose the right way to look at it yeah i think i think he's running a happy ship in there like he's he's very positive um the lads are happy with him probably disappointed the first day against Lancashire, but Cavan mm. have had the upper hand generally against Fermanagh um, the last couple of years. Not always, but they have picked up a few wins against Fermanagh since the senior hurling team came back. Yeah, but through, but, a, but a five point win was something that was unique. Yeah, it was a, no, it was a, it was a great win. It was great to get the win. Um, looking through the team sheet, Brian Fitzgerald with with twelve points, eleven frees. Yeah, um, probably the standard. The standout performer there seems to be very good at full forward, cooler man, um, and 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 seems to be a, a massive find in there. But what I like about it is that there was, you know, I think four of the starting six forwards scored: Eddie Dalton, um, Shane, and yeah. Fitzgerald. Eddie didn't score on the, on on the report I'm looking at now, but oh, right, okay. Colin Shane and did. Jeremy Carney got two points. Jeremy Carney was the other one. Killian yeah. Shane got two points. He was midfield. Jack Barry seemed to had a good game for Bailyborough. Yeah, good cornerback. I I covered Bailey in the championship. I think it was last year and and East Cavan Gales. He's East Cavan Gales orders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Bailey were in the football. Yeah, in the football. Oh, he, he was playing cornerback. Right. But the, all three all three lads in the full back line were called Jack. All right. So I'm getting them mixed up. But he, he is he's a good footballer as well as a good order. Yeah. Shane Briarty, my buddy, was in cornerback. He's done very well too. Uh, yeah. Caelan Kelly. It seems, it seems to be a, like a, a, a very strong panel. There seems to be pretty much everybody involved that you'd hope is involved. And like to be honest, I thought going into the Fermanagh game that that knowing the the battle that it usually is, it, it's very close between Cavan and Fermanagh. I thought that Cavan wouldn't have enough work done to to go out and win it, but they definitely appear to have a lot of work done. And, and what he speaks about there in the in the interview is the, you know the discipline knowing that it was gonna potentially spill over and not allowing it to was the was the key to victory which is you know it can be a fine little margin but obviously one that worked for him yeah well that's it like I, I think Cavan would have had at the very back of their mind in the last couple of years Cavan would have fancied having a really good crack at the Lorry Maher or probably disappointed um yeah. but it, it seems like this year like the they've put in a big effort now um and they'll be looking to build through the league and, and have a good crack at the Laurie Maher. Like it, it, that's an achievable goal for them. I know we talked about this in terms of football tier championships and stuff, but like you know, five or six tiers there in the hurling now at this stage. So mm. there is an achievable goal for Cavan to compete very strongly at that Laurie Maher Cup level, give these fellas an opportunity to, to play in Crow Park. And, and there is a big improvement in the standard because of the extra hurling that's been going on with the addition of... Um, East Cavan Gales and and 
Pierce Oaks coming into that championship and, and even playing a league it's getting you extra games which is only going to improve the standard of the players consistently so it's you know you, you actually now have hurlers in Cavan who are playing probably 10-11 months of the year which is uh, you know completely alien to them maybe 5-6 years ago yeah that's right and and you've got footballers there playing which no offence to the hurling but you've football is the dominant game in Cavan if you fellas that are playing senior club football or, or um, yeah. inter-county football at some level probably marks them out as a, as a high enough standard of athlete so you're like looking through the team you've obviously got Shane there um, you've got Jack, senior Jack Niall Clerkin <laughs> Niall, <laughs> Niall Clerkin let's clear this up once and for all I don't think we've referenced this since I don't know if we have yeah no you went away on, on, on skiing holiday and I said I'd, I'd, I'd hold off yeah so Niall Clerkin isn't the Niall Clerkin from Shercock just to clear that up. Well, I nearly fell off the chair when you told me that Niall Clerken, the brilliant athlete and footballer Niall Clerken yeah. from Shercock, is playing the goals for the hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did say it. It's a wonder he's not outfield. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. We, we, we have it on, on record. And <laughs> I was informed, and I, 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 won't, I won't hang the person out, but I was informed at a training session when I, when I received the panel. I was like, is that Niall Clerken from Shercock? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's him. I was like, oh my God, jeez, I didn't know he played Horland. But <laughs> turns out he doesn't. It's Niall Clerken from Drumgoon is in goals. A very good goalkeeper, I'm told. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Then lots of slagging then ensued on, on social media and on other, <laughs> and rightly so, completely. Um, I, I Actually, one person sent me on a team sheet from an under-14 school game and said, uh, it was Bailey and geez, I can't believe Killian Clark is still getting away playing on the 14 <laughs> football. You know, just, yeah. Anyway, well deserved, a good bit of slagging, but Niall Clerken is from Drumgoon and, and has played goalkeeper all the way through the development squads at Horland. Okay, and well, of the other footballers on the team, obviously, <laughs> Jack Barry, um, Matty Hines from Mullahorn, mm. Uh, Shane Shields Eddie Dalton Shane Shields Sean McGill was in there as well yeah Sean Keating Gary O'Rourke yeah. so, so like James Coyle James Coyle you've lots of you've lots of good all round players there like footballers hoarders dual players so yeah. like it's, it's great to see it and it a is. lot of homegrown talent there as well uh, they, they have a free weekend this weekend and then the following weekend they take on Leitrim um, on Saturday afternoon over in I think it's in Carrick and Shannon Um and I was actually chatting to Dahi Neary about the hurling on, on Sunday gone by. He was saying, yeah, it was great. I'm telling you, small ball is the way to go. And he said, they could beat Leitrim because I was over watching Sligo and Leitrim the week before just to see what it was going to be like. I, I, I shook my head. I was like, you went over <laughs> on a random day just to watch Sligo against Leitrim. Like, probably the same day, I think Limerick were playing Tipperary. But he goes to watch Sligo against Leitrim, but that's a hurling man. That is a hurling man. <laughs> oh my God. What yeah. he, he reckons Cavan have a damn good chance there. That they they could, he, he doesn't see that they're vetting to worry about going over Leitrim, that they could take the points there as well. And if you look at the table, all teams are on two points. So Sligo, Lancashire, Cavan, Fermanagh, all on two points. And then you have Leitrim on no points. Now, Sligo and Leitrim have only played one game. But, you know, everybody's capable of beating each other. Sligo, the only team that's undefeated in it so far. So it's a, it, it's there, it's, it's an even table, which is going to motivate the players to, to right, let's push on, like you were saying, let's try and win this Laurie Maher, let's, let's get close to winning this league as well, you know. Mm. So, if Axel's telling them to do it, 
Well, that's it. I do it. I do it. I definitely do it. So, look, well done, and uh, hopefully we'll bring you a bit of a preview of the uh, of the Leitrim game. Might try and get Axel in. I think that's the way to go with the Horland. Get yeah. Axel in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now you're talking, yeah. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Um, we'll move on to ladies' matters. And um, after last weekend's victory over Mead in Cross Keys, I caught up with the Cavan ladies' football manager, James Daly. After an eight-point win here against Mead, I suppose it's a fair reflection of Cavan were, were eight points a better team today. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, we, we kind of fell asleep and they got a goal in the first half. We, you know, we, we, we feel like we let it away last week. Um, you know, 22, 23 minutes of the game last week, we were down by nine points and we came back and lost by a point. And but the girls felt that they had a point to prove and they come out here today and we changed our system a wee bit. Um, and the, the girls played really well. And, you know, we knew, we took the, we took the win in the first half to, to, to give ourselves a wee bit of a, a bit of confidence and it, and it worked. And then the work rate, the work rate out of, of all the six defenders okay um, and it, like, it was unreal Don English and NASA in the middle of the field Dolan and, and, and Laura Fitz you know what I mean and then we get the ball up to the girls up front okay and like Russian O'Keefe was outstanding today uh, Ashland Doonan is Ashland Doonan you know you, like, we, we, have, we have three girls in that team who were minors last year okay and uh, we're just you know I, I couldn't be happier for them you know we we done really really well and I think I think we're well worth their eight point win the other day the, the, the conditioning of the Calvin girls looked really really impressive because that looked like a physically strong mid team but Cavan were the team that were able to almost bully situations look at we brought Martin Kieran in here to work at the Sandton Conditioners and he's been he's been outstanding and but we, we played up against Kerry last week and we never laid a hand on them okay we weren't we weren't physical at all and this game has, has gone to that level and we, we, we talked about that and we looked at a wee bit of, we, we looked back at ourselves what we done last week and I, I you know like in this game I told I told all my girls I says I want you all coming off that field with at least one tech today okay and give up give up a hard foul and that's what they done Mayo, Kino, Kitty, she got more than one, but but uh, but we you know we were very physical. You can tell the work Martin's done with them, okay, and the, and the guys done a phenomenal job. And you're starting. We have to. There's no point. In, there's no point in you know getting all this physical and then and then when you get out on the football pitch you're not short. You know what I mean? You have to you have to show what you're doing and show what you're capable of doing. Yeah, looking at that at that physical aspect, Shauna Lynch at centre half back, she was in for a huge battle but she won it and, and was absolutely outstanding I thought. Yeah, Shauna had a problem last week, uh Shauna with, with breathing or asthma or whatever and, and we only had her for fifteen, twenty minutes and she was a big loss to us when she went off. She came in here today again with a point to prove. Um and uh and like she she Shauna Lynch was outstanding, she was marking one of the top players in the country in Vicky Wall today and like, Vicky Wall got nothing out of her and and, like, and Shauna we played we played uh, Vicky uh, when she was playing for DCU a couple of uh, couple of months ago and Shauna learned from that okay and we pushed on and, and we were we were very very good every, every one of them played at the top of their game 
Yeah, we, we looked at last week, missed opportunities, not as many missed opportunities this weekend, but you look at the score 3-10, you'd be delighted with that. It all stemmed from your hard work and full forward line. I thought Ashley Maguire doing and at the end there, no, gave up a bad pass, but tracked 60 yards to try to work her way back into the play. Yeah, this is the, I think she mightn't appreciate this, but that's the fittest Ashley's been in about three or four years. And like Ashley Doolan is, 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 is as good a footballer as it is in the country. And when you see her putting in the work rate, okay, Ashley shooting everything. Yeah, she, she kicked a few wides last week, and you know, but like she was, she, you know, this is a girl who's done it for the last 15 years for Calvin. She was a train on Tuesday night at practice, took bags of balls home with her in practice. You know what I mean? So it's a lesson for any young kid to watch but the hard work from her from Gilson and um, from, from O'Keefe um, you know and, and Keir Finnegan took an awful bad gash to the head and, and will need stitches probably but she made a play typified Cavan here today that, she, she dived in between two uh, me, me the girls and flicked the ball out and, and, and cracked her skull for it okay so it just goes to show you the girls know like we're, as I said before to you Damien there's, there's, there's 38 of a panel here and, uh, and we're missing one of our big girls over in Australia so were the serious, the serious um, uh, pressure for places. Everybody's fighting, and and you know, and, I, and, and again next week we have we have we have you know we're gonna we're gonna play Wexford next week, and we're gonna make three or four because there's no point in having a big panel of, of, of 38, 39 girls if you don't give them a chance. Okay, and you know when when you see your oldest player. Okay, well, one of your oldest players working the way Doonan works. Okay, that just goes right throughout the team, and and that goes right down to to, to you know the likes of Sinead Green. Sinead Green must have ran fifteen kilometres today. Okay, and then that's not enough. You know what I mean? She'll be in there. She's not not a broken sweat. You know what I mean? But that's just the way she plays. She's a phenomenal player, and this team is full of it. We just have to get them to believe in themselves that they can go on and 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 you know win next week and win the week after and win the week after. It is vital to get momentum and get wins behind you now. Next week becomes a huge game, doesn't it? Oh, it does, of course. We we win next week, you know, and and uh, you know you're looking you're looking in this league, and teams are going to knock each other off. Okay, Kerry Kerry beat us last week, and Kerry got away with three points last week. I feel, and but it's it's made us hungrier. And this is a very very competitive league, and and it's very very important. Now we go out next week against a good Wexford team, and and we're hoping to you know get another win. And but at the same time, we need to blood two or three girls in, and because we have a long season ahead of us, and you have to allow for injuries and one thing or another. You know, and, and, you know, we're looking forward to it. So, yeah, Paul, um, good win for Cavan. In fairness, they, uh, they they kind of dominated the game for the, for the majority of it. And what I liked about Cavan, actually, I have to say, was that they played the, the two halves. The first half they were playing with a very... You kind of have to, though, don't you? You kind of have to, but, but play the conditions of the two halves. <laughs> conditions was the word I missed there. Um, play the conditions of the two halves. So, first half, they were playing with an absolute gale. It was it was easily a seven, eight-point win. Um, and they, and they, they went in at halftime with the, with the advantage of... Uh, it was 2-8 to 1-1. One, one. And then you're kind of going, right, this is... Second half, you know, they can't just be overrun here. They've got to, they've got to hit a few scores and and try and get four or five scores in the second half to just keep the thing going, and and that'll get you over the line. But um, in fairness, the second half they completely changed tact. So first half they were letting the the wind do the work, let the ball on good and early. You had inside in the full forward line, um, Ashton Maguire doing and and. Ashling Gilson and staying close to goal, Roshan O'Keefe staying quite close to goal as well, and and they were mopping up. They were doing so well out in front. Um, I think between Gilson and, and Maguire Dune and they finished up with one seven or one one seven one eight. You know, so that's what you want out of your full forward line. 
Uh, but then the second half, they turned into a running game, you know, where they had the support off the shoulder, the ball had to be, you know, shorter distances on the pass because the wind was restricting it. And they played that game well too. So that was what really impressed me. They played the conditions in front of them rather than continuing. Often you see a team continuing to kick the ball against the wind and you're going, it, it just doesn't work. Don't do it. But I was impressed. Oh, yeah. It's in fairness, looking through the team sheet there, like it's that's one of the best Cavan Daly's teams we've seen in years, like for the depth yeah. that's on it. Like you've the likes of Joanne Moore, um, Mona Sheridan, Jeremy Sheridan coming off the bench. Yeah. Like in other years, they'd be guaranteed starters. Yeah. So, like, it's it's an exceptionally good team. We've got a lot of good young talent there. Neve Keenan in a full back, I think probably her first full season. She's an all Ireland winning player with Loretto College. Um, and. Lauren uh, McPhee in the same boat, really. If you're coming through the centre, Neve Keenan will stop you. I saw her in the All Ireland final and uh, she got a sin bin, but she was laying down the law. Um, and she's a, quite a slight girl, but, but she's very wholehearted. Well, you, you, you don't go through the centre in that Cavan defence because if you if you were lucky enough to be standing after Shauna Lynch at centre back, there's no way you're getting by Neve Keenan then on top. But Shauna Lynch was. For me, the player of the match there, she was absolutely outstanding. She was picking up uh, Vicky Wall, who's, you know, if if you're to imagine a ladies AFL player, Aussie rules player, picture that. That's that's Vicky Wall. She's she's the the perfect physical, uh, I suppose, size for ladies AFL. So physically strong, but uh, and and very tall. But Jesus, when it came down to the physical battle, Shauna Lynch absolutely dominated it. She wouldn't be near as big, but she was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's brilliant. And the halfback line there, obviously Sinead Green is one of the best defenders mm. in the country, I would say. And Lauren Mavidi's heading that way. So like there's a it's looking very good for the Mashing Gilson, young, talented, energetic forward as well. So it's it's looking great for them. Yeah. Don English and Laura Fitzpatrick, a lot of good experience there in the middle and, and NASA board as well, the captain who's exceptionally good as well. So I think this is going to be a big year for Kevin Davies. Yeah, Laura Fitzpatrick actually deserves special mention for me because playing as a number 10, traditionally over the last couple of years she's been playing as a 15 and coming back as a holding sweeper and just almost sitting there the whole time. What I'm seeing at her doing from a number 10 position is going back as the sweeper but setting up attack after attack after attack like and runs, long 70, 80-yard runs to support the player on the ball. She's brought a, a brilliant element of attack to her game and still is excellent at reading as a sweeper. The, the move for her to go to a 10 has been huge. And then Catherine Dolan and Roshan O'Keefe, between them and Kira Finnegan was kind of coming out towards the half-forward line. Between them, they, they weren't leaving that your half-forward line was vacated. So you always had options when you were coming out the field. So it, it's a system that seems to work very well for Cavan. Yeah, <clears throat> they were probably unlucky to lose the first game, but yeah. it was good to get back on track there against me. So, um, Definitely. But the championship is where it's at for Cavan ladies this year, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Well, do you know what? I'd say it's all. It's all to do because these girls have been knocking on the door. Like how many league finals has Don English and Sinead Green and Ashley Maguire mm. played in? Like they've been knocking on that door to the Division 1. They deserve to get to Division 1. Mm. And we heard from Brian Donahue before the before the league started, you know, they're making no bones about it. They want promotion. You know, their 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 okay. goal is promotion and 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 rattling us the title, you know. So and, and 
I, I don't think they'll be too far away because physically they didn't look as big a team as Mead, but they dominated Mead physically. You know, their, their S&C definitely seems to be paying off very, very quick, which which opens the can of worms in my head that they've had an S&C coach now since last October and you can see the results. Like, it's, it's immediate. And yet we're talking about in men's football that it takes two, three, four years. You know, so yeah. it's... Mm, I, I, don't, I, I don't know really, to be yeah. honest. I wouldn't know enough about that, but I'd say it probably is easier to gain a competitive advantage <coughs> in that aspect in ladies than it is in men's. Maybe, maybe Possibly, so. but it does sound like a big a big difference. It does, it does. But look at now, again, I've no scientific research done behind it, but it's... Uh, it's it 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 just is noticeable that Cavan are more physical and more athletic, um, the Cavan ladies at the minute, and that's after a very short period of time in 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 terms of years. Anyway, it's not even a year. So, um, the table shows Monaghan have two wins from two, Kerry have two wins from two. Then you have Armagh, Cavan, Mead, and Tyrone all with one win from their two games, and then Clare and Wexford at the bottom. So this weekend, Cavan taking on Wexford in Cross Keys. You'd hope that they can continue to heap misery on 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 Wexford and and make it two wins from three. Yeah, they should be Wexford. I think they've had the upper hand on Wexford any time they played in the last few years, as far as I know. So, mm. um, hopefully, yeah, two from three. They have Wexford have a minus fifty five score difference after two games. So oh, there you go. That that probably says a lot. And as a result, I believe that. Moving on nice and seamlessly, wishing the girls the very best of luck. There's two girls who now have a decision to make because they play Wexford. The Cavan Ladies footballers play Wexford at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon in Cross Keys. And at the same time in Kingspan Breffney, the Cavan Camogues are taking on Limerick in the first round of their um, Littlewoods Ladies League or Littlewoods Camogie League. Roshan O'Keefe and Kira Finnegan have to make a decision. They're both on the Camogues and the uh, football team so well, we- right. well Wexford were because of that Wexford refused to move they wouldn't go early or later um, which was right. a pity because there was a possibility they could have looked at even a double header but Wexford yeah. Wexford dug their heels in and the Camogie team once Wexford weren't willing to change the Camogie didn't look about changing because they'd, they'd got Breffney Park so Kingspan Kingspan Breffney insulation and cladding arena <laughs> 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 but uh once they had got that, they they decided that yeah, that they probably they, they'd stick with Breffney and if the ladies can change well and good, but unfortunately, actually, weren't willing to change. Well, yeah, so, so yeah. Told. And and you know what? This again brings back to that old argument that if it was all under one umbrella, these issues wouldn't wouldn't be arising. Yeah, I, yeah, but be careful what you wish for too. Like I know from a humble point of view, um, when you're when you're under the umbrella, you can be consumed. And you could, you're just another little cog in the wheel. Whereas at least if you're if you're an independent republic, you might have your own. You, you might be able to paddle your own canoe a little bit better. Like I know there's there's advantages and disadvantages, but you can get lost because the GEA are football and hurling, and really at the elite end, that is what the GEA focus on now. And yeah. If you're if you're something like handball, forget about it. Rounders worse again. Forget about it. Would 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 handball have built? what they've built in Crow Park if they weren't part of the GEA well there's different ways of looking at that like 
okay, they've built this uh, arena in Crow Park, which is great. But uh, fabulous new facility. It's a fabulous new facility. But and it, it is. It's a, it's a beautiful facility. I'm a bit disappointed that there's not more courts in it. Um, considering we've waited so long for it, um, but it is a fabulous facility. But like, let, well, I'll put it this way: Would the LGFA have the money to go and build something like that? Or would would GA handle? No, no. Or no. would, 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 would the LGFA have the money? They're outside of the GA. Would they have the money or access to the money to go and build something like that? No, I, I, I think, don't think they would. I think they would, but not in Dublin. Not with prices up there. But oh yeah, but but in the Midlands. You, yeah. But you did it in Dublin. Yeah, GA Hamburg Hamburg did, did it in Dublin. Dublin. Yeah, but but. Uh, and done it right next to where, like traditionally, you were telling me about how the 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 senior handball finals used to be the night before the hurling, and and because they were in Crow Park, you had your Kilkenny people who were coming up mm. anyway, and it it created atmosphere. Hopefully, the GA handball are going to replicate that or do something to bring back those numbers. But it being so close to Crow Park is is an advantage. Oh, it has to be there. It has to be at the stadium. Yeah. Like that, that's a huge advantage. But what really, what really um, got the GA moving on it was they wanted to knock the old centre because they needed pl- a place for articulated lorries to tour when they're coming in to set up for concerts. And if you're a handballer, personally speaking, handball ran up a debt. This is the cynic of you. <laughs> no, handball ran up a debt of over a million euro um, a few years ago, and we've been kind of paying the price since. But I would, I would argue that that goes back to the GA's own governance. Um, not just okay. Handball as a sport has paid has paid the price. I think at this stage of austerity <laughs> for for the, for our previous sins. But the GA was still in charge back then. We ran up a debt, and uh, you know the GA should have been overseeing it because we are part of the GA. Mm. So why just we're basically a, a committee of the GA? You could you could argue. So why just why sort of make handball sort of. Penny pinch. I I understand your point and, and and maybe we'll 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 pull away from it because I've had the conversation with you about where that deck came from, what happened. You know, th- there is a a big backstory to that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, but, but but in other ways, like, okay, we now have this center. It's it's down beside. Uh, it was a few tower blocks there called, or not tower blocks, or like flat blocks of flats called Croke Villas. They're just around the corner from Crow Park, so it's all the Crow Park campus has expanded, and. Uh, it's it's it is lovely like it, is it, it, it looks daily. I got yeah. a tour of it there recently. But I'll tell you another thing very quickly when we're on the subject. The the GA have bought Clonliffe College, right? Where a lot of people would be familiar with from parking there. Oh yeah. The, okay. It's an old priest college. Um kind of a, it's not attached to Crow Park, it's a, a street over. Yeah, it's the yeah. far side of Clonliffe Road. But they've bought that and they're they're using it to build apartments. And they're building uh, now I presume they're going to make an absolute Klondike from this, but I presume that some of it will be for for their own people to use as well, and some of it will be on the rental market or whatever. But it's going to be mainly apartments. Um, and was it Kieran Cunningham in the, in the Star had a great piece recently about how basically between the two canals is more or less a wasteland for the GA. So in, actually, you know, the actual city itself. Right. There's no, no clubs. No. There's there's only been two players from between the two canals that's played for Dublin in fifty years. One of them was Jer Brennan, and the other fellow was years ago. Like there's no clubs really down around uh, the north inner city. There's there's one or two clubs that don't even have 
any green space, anything like that. So his his the clubs actually clubs have moved out. Like O'Connell Boys was a famous club there. There's a school there called O'Connell Boys School, um, backing up onto Crow Park. If you're in that car park, uh, beside Gills Pub, you know that one that you go yeah. into there. Yeah, there's a school that you can see from that, and that was O'Connell Boys. But that club is still going, but the club has moved out to Clontarf a few years ago. They're all moving out of that area, and that's a real area of serious deprivation. Three have bought this. Green, lush, green oasis next door to the stadium, and it's been used for apartments. Mm. You know, that'll make you wonder. Yeah, like it's hard to hold up an argument to that. But uh, check check out that piece, anyone who gets a chance. If you check, look at Kieran Cunningham's Twitter; it's it's on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it makes it does make you think. What what is the what's the overarching goal? You know, like there's an opportunity. You're buying you're buying land now. Granted. It'd be the most expensive club that's ever been formed in the GA by buying that land, but maybe maybe the GA can help the community and have pitches there, something that can help antisocial behaviour and and, yeah. and give them give them something to do. So yeah, look at I I I wasn't aware of that. I didn't yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's just but interesting. Anyway. But I, I don't want to be misrepresented on, on what I'm saying with the GA. The GA has done an awful lot of good for handball as well. Um, but I I sometimes think. We're very lucky to be in the GA, and then sometimes I think if you were outside the GA, maybe you'd be stronger. Mm, well, look, so it's at an interesting one. The, the start of it all was the fact that poor Roisin and Kira have to have to make a decision. I don't know what their what their choice is this weekend, who they're actually going to play for. Um, you know, it's it, it's a very. I, I'd say they might play Camogie because it looks like the ladies' footballers should win. Should win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at it's firstly it's great to see the Camogues back um, and a Cavan jersey going out. And um, ahead of that, I caught up with the new Cavan captain Aaron Galligan. Joined by the Cavan Camogie captain Aaron Galligan. Um, I suppose that that's a lovely thing to say because it's been a few years since Cavan has had a Camogie team. So to be captain of the of the the reuniting Cavan team is something special. Yeah, definitely, completely honoured to be um, asked to be captain. Um, uh, over such a fantastic group of girls. Um, it wasn't until we came together, I suppose, in November that I realised um, what a group of girls there was playing camogie from all different clubs across the county. Um, their serious commitment, um, serious passion for the game and serious camaraderie from all the girls. Everyone has bought into what the boys planned, uh, planned out for us in November so well. Um, there hasn't been a crossword said and the camaraderie and just the will to win and play camogie for the county is admirable from all the girls. I suppose, you know, you've, you've had a lot of success at club level, but has it been something that you've been disappointed you didn't get the opportunity at county level because of a lack of a team? Um, yeah, I suppose, it, on a personal note, I suppose I never really was involved in any county team, but years ago, some of the older girls, shall I say, on this team have been involved and have worn the Cavan jersey um, for Camogie, so it was, that's obviously something they have to tick the box on, but on a personal note, it will be something that I really, really am like cherishing, being part of a Cavan Camogie setup. And then as the years have went through Camogie, some of the girls that are coming on are exceptional 
international camogie players. They've played through the ranks of Cavan under 14 and under 16 and has progressed through minor. And now I think when they've came to the senior ranks, they're formidable for some of them younger ones coming on. And it's just it's so brilliant that we have a team now up and running for them to progress on and to compete in Ulster and going forward, hopefully progress through the divisions. And you don't know the world's right start, I suppose, after that. Yeah, I suppose looking at it here, or here in Kingston Breffney, as I was pulling up, I was just looking at a bit of the training. Looks fairly intense, a lot of good work, but a lot of a lot of bodies there, a huge panel involved. Yeah, a huge panel. And we've, you know, so in some county panels, they kind of tend to dwindle off at times and other priorities come in, whether it be part-time work or placements or that. But we've been so lucky. The girls have really bought into what the boys have put in place for us. They really are enjoying their camogie. We push each other on a training. Absolutely every girl that's part of this team has something to give. You know, there's a different there's a different um, role for every type of a camogie player. And I think every girl acknowledges what they have and what role they can give to the team and to the panel. And that's why we've managed to keep it all together. It really is. It's really enjoyable. The training's really good. And the crack's mighty as well, which obviously adds to it. Yeah, it brings a great team spirit. Yeah. I had, had the pleasure of coming across the team spirit one night. We not talk too much about that. But look, looking ahead to, to, the, to the league, or what, what exactly would the goals be for this year for the Cavan Camogie team? Um, well, I suppose the goal would be to uh, forever would be to make the All Ireland Junior uh, final, like in Grow Park in September. But I mean, if you're getting, you just have to suppose to dream big. That's dreaming big. The realistic goal would be to get to a league final, win a re- league final, win the uh, Nancy Murray uh, Cup, which is like the starting or development. Uh, um, championship that comes before your All Ireland Junior Championship. So we'd be aiming to get to the final and win that. And then if you, the winners of that progress into um, an All Ireland Junior quarter final, then. So that, there's where we would definitely be aiming to get to. But I mean, you know, you reach for the stars and you fall somewhere within the clouds. But I just, we just have to take every game as it comes. We'd be looking at Limerick at this first league game, putting in a performance and then uh, seeing where we went wrong week on week, building on performances, rallying the whole troops behind and get going from strength to strength, game to game. And you just don't know where you're going to be. Just because it's all so new, we could, you know, we could say that we have our goal, our eyes set on this and we could fall short, fall short this year. But you need you need to have some sort of a goal set and we'll aim for that and please God that we go even further and forward our step by step. Limerick first game, February 9th here in Kingspan, Breffney. It'll be lovely to go out onto the, the, the main field here in, in, yeah. in this, I suppose, historic stadium. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. Like even training in there in the back pitch. Like we I, sometimes we gather in at the end of training and we like there's where we want to be out on that big pitch, running out. You know, with with some of your friends and family, club mates representing your club. All of us who have trained hard together from November, all running out together as a panel of thirty plus players, patting each other on the back, rallying each other on in the like for a Cavan person stadium of dreams came the Kingspan Breffney Park and testament to the county board who've arranged for us to have the use of Breffney Park for our first league game it's um, we have a mighty county board behind us um, Michelle Smith Sean Riley and everybody else that's in there and just want to say thanks a million for those on behalf of all the girls they've put in serious work to get this show on the road and hopefully um, we can do all our talking on the pitch next Sunday and represent them well and everybody else who loves their come 
Mulgee and Gavin. Yeah, your your management team. I suppose you're fairly familiar with them. Um, you know, can you tell us a bit about them? Yeah, um, there's uh, Jimmy Greville there. He's probably the main man. He would have, I suppose, trained my club, Crush Law, for two years there. So, yeah, me and Jimmy would be good pals, talk a lot on the phone and stuff. But uh, he's a good man, you know. He's very positive, very encouraging to every player that's part of it. And so is the whole management management team, Paddy, Seamus, Jim Bob. Uh, Jim Bob's involved with the Lara Camogie team as well. So we all know each other through the club scene over the years. But a testament to the lads, they have just it's partly due to them why they have kept so much of a panel the positivity encouragement that stems from them whether it be your running your camogian ability they just want to get the best out of every player and by the way they talk to us in training and collectively bring the group together um, they just put instill confidence in players and make players give the best that they can and I think that's why players have bought into it and I suppose you've been named captain you're, you're an Ulster winner with Crush a lot another Ulster women won Winner with uh, Den is the vice captain, Shanice, a wonderful talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shanice is one of those bright stars that have come up um, through the ranks of Cav and Camogie, and there's many of them as well. And that's why it's so great that they're going to have senior Camogie now for years to come, please God, starting from this year. And they can only improve and get better and better and represent Cav and Camogie for years to come. Um, and it's great to get the, get, get the show on the road for those girls um, coming through. Yeah, so just to give people uh, an idea of exactly who's on, on the Camogue panel, they, they have a very big panel named out. Um, but Aaron Galligan, as we, as you heard from there, is the captain. The vice captain is Shanice Fitzsimons um, from Den, um, who had a wonderful run all the way to the All-Ireland final there before Christmas. The remainder of the panel then, it's uh, Josephine Maguire, Aideen Coyle, Abby Fitzpatrick, Anya Crow, Ashling Smith, Anya Finnegan, Anna Shannon. Um, um, Aisha O'Reilly is it Aisha? Aisha O'Reilly Aisha yeah. O'Reilly O'Reilly uh, Quiva Clark Carmel Fay, Kira Bannon Kira Finnegan uh, Kira Fitzpatrick Emer Cahill Eleanor Coyle Emer Tierney Emma Plunkett Fiona Lynch Hannah Boylan Jenna O'Rourke Jenny O'Rourke um, Caitlin McConnell, McConnell uh, Kerry McQuillan um, Laura Bambrick Lauren Ellis Lorna Cahill Mairead McCabe Megan Brady Megan Denning uh, Neave Riley uh, Nomad uh, Majola Rebecca Fitzsimons Sinead McKenna Sinead Riley Sophie Slowey and Orla Smith 30 I'm right in saying 37 38 players on it yeah huge big panel and uh, they've put in a massive effort as well Mm. Very impressed with Aaron Galligan. She spoke really well. Yeah, yeah. And and what she was saying to me, I don't know if it was on I don't think it was on that interview, but like the big thing now, kind of like the it, it nearly went into reverse to the men's hurlers. So they had lots of clubs playing club hor or camogie, but you know, it, it was it was only for a few months in the year, running up until maybe August at best. Um and now the idea being that we've a county panel, we'll improve the clubs by getting more camogie in the rest of the year round. So um, it, it's interesting to see that. Like, there's no shortage of numbers, and they they had to pick down a panel down yeah, to 38. It's great to see it. It's brilliant. Like camogie camogie struggled 
for years there, for a good few years mm. with the rise of ladies football. But there is seems to be a sense that Camogie's on the on the rise again nationally as well. Like they've you know, it's not that long ago since the Camogie was playing in the small goals, you remember and that's right. They, they've got sorted that out, and now that now they're trying to bring a bit more physicality into the game, there's a there's a push for that from the top players that the game the game has moved on. Mm. No, it's just to be more of a sort of a sanitized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've moved. They've moved away. They're looking to get away from that. Make it make it a little bit more physical. And I mean, it's a great game. Like it's, it's enjoyable to it's, watch. The other thing they talked about at one stage at national level was changing the name of it to Ladies Horden. Which, is, which was an interesting one, I thought. Yeah. Because you've ladies football has worked so well. It's football, but it's ladies football. If it's ladies hurling, it might just you might Give just tap into identity. that. Yeah. yeah. You tap into that thing of that what hurling is. Yeah. So yeah. it's just an interesting one. But but uh, like you have two positives within that, as in Camogie takes explaining, whereas hurling is known and ladies sport is is definitely growing in the country. I can I can understand why they, they thought about doing it and, and can definitely understand the merit in, in thinking about changing it because, you know, definitely ladies sport is, is so much on the rise in this country. It's it, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And then Horland obviously have they've got their house in order. It's 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 a it's a good game at the top level particularly and, and you can see it growing as well. So um it'll be interesting. But what's what's really interesting, so the group for Cavan, they're playing in division three group one. And they have Wicklow, Tyrone, Limerick, uh, Roscommon and Offaly in that group. So they'll have um, five games throughout that league and then they'll run into the championship later on in the year. But it'll be a great grounding for them um, to get a look and see how they match up um, You know, later on in, in, in the leagues. I think they've, yeah, they've Limerick first, Roscommon second, then they're away to Tyrone and away to Wicklow. Um, they're both in March and then the final game is at home to Offaly on the 29th of March. So two games in February and three games in March for them. So we wish them the very best of luck. We'll hopefully get some reaction after the game and um, and hopefully it's a, it's an opening victory for the girls in blue. So folks, that's all we have time for on the McAvoy's Super Value uh, GA podcast. Don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan if you want to listen in to the diehard service plenty of additional content over there we hope to bring you a preview once the Cavan team is named um, for the clash with um, Leash on Sunday in O'More Park so that'll be over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan don't forget to check out McAvoy Super Value Facebook page like and share if you can please yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over it was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>